game is over, the New York Jets are the world champions. You play to win the game. He's got it! That's a Jet touchdown! Can't wait! You're listening to the official New York Jets podcast, a Jets 360 production. What's up, everybody? Thanks for downloading the official Jets podcast. EA, it's a little chilly up here in the Northeast when we went to Nashville. It was a beautiful day. It was about 70 and sunny. And now it's chilly. It's winter, Greens. It's summer. <laughs> I know. I know. It's, it's not it's winter kind of green. A shock. It's winter greens. And as fans will soon find out during my interview with Chris Brown of BuffaloBills.com, he told me that there is a little bit of white stuff awaiting us in the 716. Yeah, okay. So basically EA spoke to Chris Brown of BuffaloBills.com, and we'll see what he had to say. What did Chris have to say? Like, what, uh, what, what did you guys hit on? I figured that you guys would I definitely talk, hit on the quarterbacks. I talked a lot about the quarterbacks. Actually, um, you know, typically we're not promoting a ton of content outside the Jets because we have so many mouths to feed here. But Chris actually asked me a series of questions about Sam Darnold and then a few questions about Josh Allen because he is writing a story this week uh, where he's going to talk about uh, both of these guys potentially facing off for the first time in their NFL careers. As we tape right now, it's Wednesday morning. Uh, Darnold was limited at practice, didn't play last week. Uh, let's see if they can ramp him up a little bit today, uh, have him shake off some of that rust, and maybe I'll be ready to go. But that's how it, it started uh, this week with me and Brownie. Then I said, hey, can you come on the podcast? Most of my questions were focused on the freak who is Josh Allen and also a little bit about a potential matchup of Darnold going against a very good Buffalo Bills defense. Back in April when Sam Darnold was drafted third overall and Josh Allen was drafted seventh overall, everyone thought that this was going to be the matchup of the AFC East for the years to come, the post-Brady era. And they didn't play against each other in Week 10. None of those guys played in Week 10. Josh Allen was still dealing with an elbow injury. Matt Barkley played in his place. Josh McCown, his first start of the season came against the Buffalo Bills because Sam Darnold had strained his right foot the week before in Week 9. So if these two guys play Sunday in Buffalo in the 716, the home of EA, yeah, that's right. what are you expecting out of these two guys? And on a, from a macro level, is this I, – I have to imagine Jets and Bills fans – are excited about this potential matchup for the years to come. Well, listen, I think over the last few weeks, I think if you're a Jets fan, uh, you want your team to win. And I know a lot of people uh, at the other end of the spectrum are thinking about the draft, and I get that too. Listen, we, we can't completely ignore that, especially if you are a fan, because you, you definitely want the top overall pick because that means you would have the choice of – the most talented guys in the country, but that's not the way you think inside an organization. But you want to see Sam Darnold play. He hasn't played more than a month, and, and that's tough if you're a fan. Just like the Bills went through something similar where you mentioned uh, Allen's strained elbow, so he was out of the lineup for three, four weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, you want both these guys on the field because these guys 
are your respective futures. I mean, I think they're both big-time talents. I told you this before the draft. And I went back and forth on Allen for a while. But by the time we spoke to a lot of people, it was really the owners, know the, the game. owners' meetings. Yeah, I, if I if my memory serves me correctly, once you came back from the owners' meetings, you were in. Yeah, I I like these were my top two in the 2018 draft class, and nothing that has been done this season has changed my mm. mind. I know Sam Darnold's leading the NFL in interceptions, and he hasn't played more than a month. I know Josh Allen, his accuracy um, it continues to come up because people are talking about he's completing what 52 53 percent of his passes and things like that and he's got some playground um, to his game but I, I like both of these kids and I think they're going to be very good players I'm very interested to see how Sam Donald comes back from his time away from the starting spot because you talk about Josh Allen and you see what he did since coming back from his injury. And regardless of the result of the games, I feel like Josh Allen has been making more plays. And last week, you look at it, he ran for 135 yards on nine carries. Yeah. I, I'm just curious to see how much the game slows down for Sam Donald after coming back from injury, after watching Josh McCown operate the offense. Not only operate the offense in, on game day, but in practice and how he goes about a game week as the starting quarterback for the team. So I, I'm very excited to see Donald play because we've talked about it numerous times that any reps a rookie gets are important reps because you start to develop quicker, you start to learn a little faster, and maybe, maybe, you never know, this time away will really expedite Donald's learning curve. Greens, I'm not a quarterback guru. I hope you know that by now. But you could tell watching the last time Darnold was out there in the field in Miami, his feet and his eyes were off. If you just watched the film, his feet weren't where they needed to be. And he probably had his worst performance of his rookie season. And that's not a knock on Darnold. I expected ups and downs. But you were seeing him hit a little roadblock in the season. Mm -hmm. He had struggled the previous three games. I would mention, though, that McCown, the consummate pro, the consummate vet, who knows this offense inside and out, has come on the field the last three games. And the Jets' offense hasn't really changed too much. The, maybe the turnovers haven't been as high because I think Darnold had seven interceptions in the three games prior. Right, to, he, he had four in his last meeting in Week 9. Right, yeah, yeah, against Miami. But he also had, I think it was three against Minnesota. You can correct me if I'm wrong. He didn't have any against the Bears. I thought it was, yeah. Yeah, so, it could have been three. So, I thought it was I definitely two. So here, here's my deal, though, is that the Jets' offensive struggles, it can't not be blamed on Sam Darnold alone because we saw Josh McCown come out there the last couple of weeks. And, again, not a knock on McCown. It's 11 guys, as we're seeing, because the Jets easily could have beat the Tennessee Titans. Not easily. We're in position to beat the Tennessee Titans. I mean, couldn't get anything going inside the red zone. 0-3 inside the red zone. Jason Myers a great game, but you got to finish inside the 20. Uh, the one encouraging sign offensively, I thought, was Jets rushed the ball for, what, 156 and 4.7 yards a carry. Jonathan Harrison playing center again. Dakota Dozier stepped up at left guard. Yeah. I like that. Uh, maybe the Jets can, can continue that path as far as, 
you know, they're having that balance. They got it going uh, on the ground. But, uh, you know, Darnold, long, long story short, Darnold has been able to now take a step back, like you mentioned, because he was struggling at the point. Watch uh, at the point he went down. Watch Josh McCown. Um, also, you know, you get a different perspective from being on the sideline because you mentioned Allen. I think Allen has played better since he was hurt. And the Bills signing Derek Anderson, I think, probably helped him a little bit. I don't want to make any excuses for this Jets offense, but I will say that if Sam Darnold starts Sunday against the Bills, I think this will be the healthiest offense, offensive unit that he's played with in a while. When you consider the bye week playing in and Quincy Nunwa getting fully healthy, Quincy, Robbie, and Jermaine Curse all played in week nine against the Dolphins. But remember, Robbie then missed the following week against the Bills. So I don't think he was fully healthy. And then you consider that Isaiah Crowell, I think, had his best game in a long time against the Tennessee Titans. Then you factor in Eli, McGuire, you factor in all these guys. It, it, it makes me a little excited because I think Donald will have the fullest healthy arsenal at his disposal in a long time if he gets to start Sunday. The Bills are really going to challenge you. Uh, that's a good defensive football team. Their offense is not player, playoff caliber. Their defense certainly is. They're the number one team in terms of pass defense in the National Football League. The Jets have a great safety, a budding star in Jamal Adams. This safety pair that the Bills have, Micah Hyde, Jordan Poirier, very good. Um, they're going to throw a lot of zone at you. And I know a lot of people point that Darnold struggled against the zone is rookie season. Well, maybe that's what the numbers indicate. I also watched Darnold have the best game of his NFL career against the Indianapolis Colts zone defense when he completed 80% of his passes. That was his best game when the team was throwing all zone coverages at him. But this Buffalo defense, it's nasty. They don't give up a lot of yards, Greens. I don't think it's going to be another 41-10 to 10 affair, another one-sided affair. I think it'll be a close game in Buffalo. It should be. Yeah. I, I just think that... The last time these two teams met, again, all players say this, it was the only time in the season that the Jets really got smacked. And it, it was unfortunate. It rained. It poured. Everything went the wrong way for the Jets that day, and I don't think that'll be the case in Buffalo this week. But we'll, we'll talk about the Bills more in a bit. But I think it's time to hear from the man in the 716, Chris Brown of BuffaloBills.com. All right, Chris, we got to start with Josh Allen and what he did against the Miami Dolphins. How big of a step forward was that last week for the Wyoming product, who the Bills hope is their franchise passer? Yeah, I mean, there is still some some work to be done by him uh, because he still doesn't always trust what he's seeing from coverage. You know, teams are still throwing curveballs at him, but... He is a dynamic, unique, physical talent um, who can do it with his feet as well as with his legs. The encouraging thing about when he does take off and run is he has become more judicious in how he's finishing his runs now. He's not taking hits, fighting for extra yardage. He's getting out of bounds or he's sliding. And the interesting thing about the game last week against Miami is the Dolphins did not have a linebacker who was fast enough to spy him. 
they put Kiko Alonso on him as a spy, and he was not fast enough <laughs> to keep up with him. So th- nobody could run with him because he is so deceptively fast for a big guy at six foot five. So he was just, he could run whenever he wanted to. He could have run for over 200 yards <laughs> in that game if he wanted to. He finished with 135 on just nine carries. I mean, he had three carries for 25 yards or more. And he gets through the second level, and all the DPs have their back turned. Now, you know, they want him to progress as a passer naturally, and I think he's taking incremental steps there. He's starting to develop a nice rapport with uh, Zay Jones, the second receiver, second-year receiver who works out of the slot. Um, still not connecting as much as he wants to on those deep shots, but, you know, they're coming here and there, and I really just think it's a matter of time for him. What do you think about this week's matchup? And I'm going to spend most of our time here today, Brownie, talking about the quarterbacks. But in terms of Allen, when he faces the Jets' defense, you mentioned Alonso and Miami attempting to spy with him. Do you think the Jets might opt for a similar plan, but with a faster guy in terms of Darren Lee? Yeah, I, I think the Jets have a better answer, quite frankly. I remember Darren Lee, I think he ran a 4-4-3 at the Combine. Uh, that's more the type of linebacker you need to shadow him uh, and at least corral him or cut him off. I mean, if, if Tico Alonso did not take the perfect angle, he was flat-out screwed um, with Josh coming at him, and he was making him look silly out there uh, trying to run him down. He just couldn't do it. Uh, there were a couple of plays late in the game where they actually had Minka Fitzpatrick spying him uh, because because Kiko couldn't keep up with him. And Minka, you know, while he is a big safety, he's not big in comparison to Allen. So you really better have a linebacker who can run who's big enough to bring him down. I mean, just two weeks ago against Jacksonville, Josh Allen on a quarterback draw from the 14-yard line, stiff-armed defensive end Yannick Ngakwe, knocked him to the ground, and then ran over a linebacker to dive into the end zone for a touchdown on a QB draw play. Um He's just such a big human being. I mean, he's Cam Newton's size. Yeah. That's how big he is. Um, and I don't think a lot of people realize that until they see him in person. And then they're like, holy cow, this kid's a giant. And, oh, by the way, he can run. Um, you know, but, I, again, I think everybody wants to see him develop more as a passer. And, you know, I think he's finally getting a handle on this offense. I mean, he's missed he missed three games because of the elbow injury, you know, much like Sam Darnold's been sidelined. But, I think he really benefited from that, watching a veteran like Derek Anderson and even Matt Barkley run walk-through in practice, run first-team in practice, how they watch and digest film and, you know, get ready for the upcoming opponent. I think seeing a veteran doing it really helped him in the time that he was sidelined. And so when he did get back into the lineup, I think he was that much more prepared because he had a better means of procedure in getting ready for games. How's, how's he developing in terms of being that passer inside the pocket? Like you said, you think it's a matter of time before he hits on some of these deep ones, but the knock on Allen coming out of Wyoming, as we know very well, was he wasn't an accurate thrower of the football. There were a lot of different takes on both sides of that. You know that more than anybody. What have you thought about him not just the arm strength, but making those throws that you have to each Sunday in the National Football League. Yeah, I mean, he's certainly got the arm talent to do it. But, yes, accuracy and ball location is a big deal. I think he's improved. 
uh, with his ball location. He's worked for a countless number of hours uh, with quarterbacks coach David Culley on his base. I think they tied his accuracy issues to inconsistency with his feet in terms of base and balance. And so they've worked uh, a lot on his feet uh, to make sure he's got his feet underneath him when he delivers the football. Obviously, there are going to be improvisational plays where there is not time to do that. Um, but in most cases, when he can set up in the pocket or even step up in the pocket, they are drilling him on a firm base so his accuracy with his arm follows. And we've seen improvements in that area. Again, still not where they want it to be, but it's certainly better than it looked his last year at Wyoming in college. Well, let's go back to April, and I know you don't have the draft grades, but do you think the Bills had interest in Sam Darnold as well? Uh, obviously, they had to move up just to get to number seven and take uh, Josh Allen. It's hard to really ascertain who they liked the most. They had all of those guys in for personal visits. Sean McDermott is huge on having guys that he says has the Bills' DNA, and what he means by that is guys who are team-first, grinder-type guys that you don't have to wonder what you're going to get from them on week one or week 17. No matter what your one-loss record is, you're going to get the same work ethic from those guys every single day. Those are the people he wants in the building, and it's why a guy like Kelvin Benjamin was just released by the team this afternoon, a guy whose effort was questioned uh, from time to time by fans and by teammates, wasn't pulling the rope with everybody else in the same way. Uh, They gave him every opportunity to change his tune. It didn't happen, and, you know, he's released this week, you know, and gone. Uh, off this roster because younger receivers are stepping up. Those are the kinds of people he wants on his roster, work ethic guys, and if you're not that guy, you're not going to be here. Josh Allen passed that test, and I, I believe, I don't know this for sure, but I believe Sam Darnold got check marks in those boxes as well. You know, some of the other guys, not 100% sure. Uh, I know Josh Rosen had some personality questions coming out. I don't know if he checked all those boxes. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if he would have been on their list, per se, but I believe Darnold was. If Darnold indeed gets the ball Sunday afternoon, as we're all anticipating, because Todd Bowles said last week he could have played, but he just wanted to get him more reps. And by Sunday, it will be more than a month since we've seen Darnold in action. What kind of challenges will this Bills defense present him? Because, Chris, I know the Bills are just 4-8, and eight, but that defense is playing at a playoff caliber, I would say. Yeah, I mean, number two in the league overall, and then number one against the pass. I mean, if you want to talk about a formidable challenge for the Jets' passing game, it's the Bills' pass defense. I mean, the last four opponents in a row have not put together 150 net passing yards against the Bills, and it's not because they've been running all over them. Uh, You know, Jacksonville, you could say, okay, they're a running team. They're not going to throw it a lot anyway. You could understand why they might not get to 150 net passing yards. But, you know, last week against the Dolphins, yes, a nickel and dime passing attack, but they had 115 net passing yards. They've just really been locking it down on the back end, and their pass rush is improved from what it was last year. Uh, Leslie Frazier has done a good job of scheming new wrinkles 
in each and every week with the pass rush. They have a new package this year with their free agent signee, Raphael Bush, who is a backup safety, but he's been so good, had such a great training camp that they wanted to get him on the field, so they have this three-safety package, which has kind of got Bush as a hybrid linebacker, and he was blitzing off the edge last week in a new wrinkle that really had the Dolphins crossed up. Uh, so, you know, with all of that rolled together, you know, and two safeties who can disguise coverage with the best of them, I mean, Bill Belichick on a conference call last year could not say enough about Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer saying what they do before the snap most teams cannot do. They literally wait until the absolute last second mm. before they get it. He says sometimes you snap the ball, they're out of position. <laughs> um, but somehow they get to their spots, and, oh, it's this look that you weren't expecting because they hide it, for they hold their cards to the vest for so long uh, that they make it even difficult sometimes for Tom Brady to discern what's going on. So for a rookie like Sam Darnold, you know, especially first game back, it's going to be a challenge. Rightfully so. The top narrative this weekend will be the first time in their careers where it appears Josh Allen and Sam Darnold will go toe-to-toe. But how about the LSU products taken in the first round last year by these respective teams? Jamal Adams goes number six overall, and then the Bills traded back, and they pick up a guy, Trey Davius White, out of both LSU products. What do you think about both of those guys? Because you've seen Adams a number of times so far early in his career as well. Yeah, I mean, I think they're cornerstone defensive players for their respective clubs. I don't think there's any question about that. I think Adams is more of a true leader type, at least from what I've heard and seen from him. You know, so not only a dynamic player at the safety spot, and I know he's probably, I know, I believe he's their number one blitzer also. I mean, he is their blitz package, essentially. <laughs> and White, you know, is a dynamic lockdown corner, not quite the vocal leader um, that maybe Adams is, but, you know, that knows to the grindstone, loves the work every day, genuinely loves playing, and wants to be the best. I mean, Tredavious White has a picture of a Hall of Fame gold jacket above his locker just to kind of remind himself every day of where he wants to end up when his career is over. I know Adams kind of grinds the same way. They're two players that look like they're cut from the same cloth, and I think you know everybody's talking about Darnold and Allen facing each other for the next 10 years, hopefully, if all goes well for both clubs. I think those two guys are 10-year players on these teams as well. Well, Chris, uh, I'm looking forward to coming back home, and thanks so much for coming on the podcast this week. Yeah, I mean, we got some snow ready for you now. I don't know if it'll be here on the weekend, but uh, maybe we'll throw a shovel in your hand. <laughs> thanks, buddy. All right, that was Chris Brown. Many thanks to Chris. And, yeah, I think it's interesting because we get so wrapped up in Allen and Darnold and Allen and Darnold, we forget that there's actually two great friends on the opposite sides of the ball here in Jamal Adams and Tredavious White. 2017 first-round picks for the Jets and Bills, respectively. And both of those guys, we know about Jamal Adams this year, one of the stars for the Jets. Well, Tredavious White, equally one of the stars for that Bills defense. Yeah, Brownie said they just go about their business different ways. You know, Jamal's the vocal, he's becoming the vocal leader inside that locker room where Tredavious White is a shutdown corner. I like that, uh, you know, he, he's got... Uh, a, Photos of a Hall of Fame jacket inside his locker and things like and things like that. Say so more of low key, not a big talker, 
but he's a very good player. And I remember asking Jamal after he got drafted about uh, Tredavious White, and he said, that, you know, that's my dog. That, that's, yeah. my, that's my guy. And uh, those two guys are a very good defensive players, and I think they both should be Pro Bowl bound this year because uh, Tredavious White, he's a lockdown guy. He's, he's, just, he's top five corner in the league right now. What a, what a college secondary that was. I know it's almost Jamal. like you, so you're thinking about it like it's it's like that uh, the wide receiver group LSU had a couple years yeah, ago it's with, crazy. with Beckham and Landry, right? <laughs> yeah, it, it's crazy when you think about all the talent that LSU's produced over the year, and of course Morris Claiborne was a part of that back in the day. Patrick Peterson back in the day. Yep. I mean the list goes on and on. Tyron Matthew back in the day. So the, the LSU bloodline runs deep in the NFL, there's no doubt about it. Yeah, I think that's just a storyline that uh, I'm glad you brought it up because uh, you know, I'm glad uh, we talked about it with Brownie. Is that, uh, rightfully so, we're going to talk about the quarterbacks a lot this week. But uh, Adams and White are going to be fixtures on both of these teams on these defenses for a long time. I want to talk a little bit more about Josh Allen because we know about the rocket arm, the 80-yard bombs that he can throw, the quick release that we've seen in the multiple press box TVs. But I don't think what people realize, and Chris Brown mentioned this, that Josh Allen is huge and he's Cam Newton sized, which means that he's an athletic freak and he'll put you in the ground if you're in his way. The comparison you've heard a lot for Josh Allen has been Ben Roethlisberger. And Chris has said this a lot over the, the past couple weeks. He said, like you mentioned, the true comparison is Cam Newton because he's so big. He's so agile. He's fast. He's literally fast. And he had Kiko Alonso out of his shoes a couple times last week because the Dolphins tried to spy him. Now, I asked Bart Scott, which you can watch Jets Flight Plan at 11.30 a.m. CBS Sunday morning, but how do you defend this guy? You spy him. He said, well, you got to force him left. It's interesting. One of the plays we went over with Chad Pennington, you saw Allen being rolled left, thrown across his body with a strike. Unbelievable accuracy, 23 yards down the field when he was going left. So um, the other thing is, do you spy him? The Jets might have that guy in Darren Lee, and that's what Chris Brown said. Hey, listen, it, Lee... As far as being athletic, Kiko Alonso will run and hit linebacker, and he's a good player. I don't know if he has quite the speed as Lee. I'm uh, very interested in this ball game uh, and, and the elements too, because if it is snowing, this will be the first time probably Darnold's ever played in the game. I think he snow. played in the snow. I think he talked about his Utah? first start, Utah. Yeah. Okay. I, I think that he's talked about I think, that. I know that was a cold weather game, but it was snowing. Okay. I'm not positive, okay. but it was definitely a cold weather And, and another thing that Darnold would be able to gain experience with is just playing in one of the rowdiest environments. And I know both these teams aren't going to playoffs, and both these teams are going to likely be top ten picks. But uh, this environment will be quite rowdy, and uh, this is a good defense. and be a, a great challenge for him, and um, I anticipate that he'll play a lot better than the last time we saw him. But the Jets just got to figure it out offensively right now. It's, it's tough going right now. If you look at the numbers, and it's just not just stats. I, I think it was so frustrating for them to a man that just couldn't finish. 
And he couldn't finish in the red zone, but there was the play late where you tried to run the ball to Cannon. One first down probably clinches that game. Oh, without a doubt. And and that locker room was, you know, they were fuming, as Todd Bowles would say. And this is big-time adversity, man, because you're talking about professionals, six-game losing streak. They play hard in Tennessee. Again, here we go. No moral victories, no participation trophies or anything like that. But they felt like they let one get away, and it's been so long. I just think that's a lot of pent-up anger right now. I agree. <laughs> I think that being in that locker room after the game, it was almost fumid in a disbelief kind of way. Oh, yeah. Like, I, remember I talked to Jonathan Harrison after the game, and uh, – he didn't really have answers for anything. He, like, he couldn't fully digest, I don't think, nor could a lot of the players fully digest what had just happened because the Jets had the lead until there were 42 seconds left in the game. Yeah, they led 58 minutes. And then Todd Bowles said that this one's going to stick with him for the rest of his life. But how quickly can you turn the page? Because, again, I think this is a double whammy because it's really testing your professional pride because, number one, Buffalo came into your house and gave you a beatdown. They really did. It pushed you around in the trenches. Secondly is Tennessee, your latest game, you had one within your grasp and you couldn't finish. So how are you going to respond now? I guess we'll find out Sunday. Yes, we will. Do you have any, anything else here before we close up? Uh, Brownie said bring your shovels. Okay, that, that's fair. Spoken like a true guy from the 716. We will bring the shovel to Buffalo. Again, Jets Bill, Sunday, 1 p.m. Perhaps we shall see the first meeting of Josh Allen and Sam Darnold. Two best friends that anyone can have. That's all we have here on the official Jets podcast. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.